Uh-oh. Good evening, everybody. Welcome nice. to the podcast. I, I gotta say that um, every time I see that graphic and I see Billy's like like my very serious professional headshot face and Billy just like, ah, it makes me chuckle every time. Um, <laughs> quick note, Billy, unfortunately, not able to join us today. He's undergoing surgery. All our thoughts are with him. So far, so good on that as far as we can tell. And the rest of us are here and more than just the rest of us. We're actually being joined by special guest today, Louis. Louis, welcome to the broadcast. Beautiful to have you here. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. A uh, little overview of the episode, guys. It's the standard rundown. We've got a bunch of news for you. And then the second half of the show is going to be an interview with Louis. And because we've been on a small, unintentional hiatus, there's a lot of news to go through. So we are going to try and rattle through this as quickly as we can. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. what happens when you take a couple of weeks off. Suddenly, we've got a lot to catch up on. Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly, stuff happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of stuff has always been you know, like an active few weeks for the Overwatch mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Like we we picked the worst like three or so weeks to like not do anything. Yeah, yeah, we really did. Well, it's hey, fine. We're making it for it. We are, we are. Well, I mean, yeah, we had some health issues. Uh, I mean, clearly Billy's still in the hospital. Like you said, you know, thoughts and hearts are with him right now. But uh, it's not going to keep I, us I'm, down. Like, we're, we're coming I'm back. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. If Billy is out of anesthesia, he is watching us now. So keep your eyes on chat. <laughs> Uh, with that said, let's uh, let's get into it. As uh, we're starting off with a bit of happy news. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is, this is my topic. You know, I'm a big fan of, of Korean Overwatch and uh, big fan of Korean esports in general. A big part of Korean esports as a whole is Wolf, and of course, Overwatch esports in the past. Of course, did Overwatch Contenders Korea, did Overwatch Apex Season Three and Four, and of course, the Overwatch League is what you'll most likely know for. Uh, Wolf. Uh, one of the our favorite casters, well, I assume collectively, is uh getting married soon. So that's a nice, nice little thought to start us off. Yeah, yeah, I, so, I, yeah it's, it's great news. Uh, I got to hang out with Wolf, uh, 2019 Dallas homestand, and that was one of the best experiences of my life. He was the nicest person, like genuinely the nicest person I think I've ever met. Wow. It was insane how how kind he was and how welcoming he was. Uh, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. So on a personal level, I mean, like 100% vouch could not be happier. And we're talking like a founding father of T2 yeah. Overwatch here, Path to Pro. So had had to pay some homage here. But... Yeah. We got we well, f- fingers f- fingers crossed for for Wolf maybe getting a, a contract again oh, this no season doubt. or some season soon. It'd be good to have him back. But moving on, uh, those of you that have seen episodes with us before will know that we are big fans here of Scene Overwatch, an organization that is um, putting together resources for women and marginalized genders in Overwatch. Uh, they're putting together a boot camp with Kaiju Corp, who are another long-running tier three tier two team behind the scenes so if you find yourself in that particular category and would like some guest coaching and some speaker action here then go along and check out the uh the uh the tweet highlighted here and uh go along and sign up in fact looking down the list of people that are actually involved in this that's quite a cool list of people uh aramori arietta made lemon kiwi uh the thing on my screen is too small for me to pick that one up uh cara is the one there we go yeah, so great opportunity there if you find yourself uh, in need of some of those resources. It's a nice wide range of like different professions as well, and there are players, casters, coaches, etc. You can learn yeah. a lot from that. Yeah, Agreed. and as the focus of scene uh, is open to women and non-binary members, uh, so so really trying to promote that side of things and I mean, get more inclusivity in Overwatch, which is just better for everybody. Yeah, heck yeah, Pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I've actually, uh, um, I'm pretty 
knowledgeable in Kaiju Corp. I'm in their Discord. Um, I know the the guy, one of the the guys who runs the disc, uh, the team or the organization, um, Tengu. Um, oh, yeah. He, yeah, he used to be one of my my manager the first time I switched to PC from Xbox, um, and he was awesome. He's an awesome guy, and Kaiju Corp is just doing great things for people who want to get good at the game or want to learn. So, props to them for sure. Cool. Well, yeah, thanks for the insight. Yeah, no, that is awesome. I hear here you were worried you wouldn't have much ties <laughs> into some of our news segments so boom like right out yeah, of the yeah. gate you're like wait a minute yeah yeah i was, I was a little surprised to see kaiju corp up there i was like wow yeah i haven't heard about them in a little while um but tang is great and the kaiju corp people are really awesome i like them all hell yeah cool. yeah additional vouch all right moving on is uh, am i up here i'm, I'm juggling 17 yeah. things over here yeah don't worry yeah. You, you got a lot to do you're next on the list jeff <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> my cue card coming up uh another boot camp this one coming from natter who is well you're gonna see a a trend here our next three <laughs> items actually featuring natter uh but this one is is just some some good coaching another place to, to go find some outside influence a way to just get better at the game learn learn some more stuff uh, you got DPS run by Natter and then uh, tank run by Sword OW. Uh, and look mm -hmm. at it, it looks like 25 hours for $150. Uh, that's, a, that's a lot of coaching. That's a pretty good so, value. Yeah, I mean, it may, $150 may seem like a lot, but you know, I, I, I've paid for coaching that's like $30 per hour. So, you know, doing the math on that, that's, uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty darn good. So, definitely, mm -hmm. definitely a big shout out there. Natter's doing great things. Nanner's doing more things, right? Nanner's doing some recruiting for some, some collegiate program as well. I don't know which one it is. Mm. Oh, yeah, I'm just asking out of curiosity. But anyways, I'm a big fan of Natter. Um, Every single interaction I've had with Natter is great. So if you're interested in collegiate Overwatch, meet the criteria that I assume is shown on the screen. I might actually look at the stream right now. Um, you know, <laughs> you go, go and apply. Go and ask for more information. Natter's a great uh, gamer, so any opportunity that he's sharing or providing, uh, definitely put your nose in if you're interested. Yeah, it doesn't specify which school here, but that there is full tuition, food program, and travel covered. Uh, looking for DPS and support players at 4.5k. Uh, and to yeah. DM Natter, that is uh, Natter, uh, hashtag 0640 on Discord. So there you go. And it does specify a posting for a friend. So the school is undisclosed, yeah. but you love to see these opportunities. Like this is, this is growth. This is something, you know, we wouldn't see a year ago. You didn't see these kind of random postings for these kind of, uh, you know, LFPs. And I, it's just uh, very indicative to me on how much the scene is growing and how much collegiate mm -hmm. is growing specifically. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love to see that for sure. The more opportunities for people and I, more colleges recognizing that esports is growing and it can be, something to invest in. I love to see it all the time. Yeah. That's, of course, uh, that's another really team cool. for you to compete against as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the more competition, the better. A lot more exciting than a yeah. college going for like a 3.2K team, right? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. more the more, the more competition, the better for sure. I mean, that's a, yeah. that's a high tide raises all ships kind of scenario. Mm -hmm. For sure. And the last little bit here in our, we should have had like a header for this. Like this is our Natter segment of the broadcast. Oh yeah, uh, we've got a bit of a, 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 recap, a recap here from. Uh, so those of you that aren't aware, Natter's actually been running a Diamond and Up divisional tournament over the past month, month six weeks, something like that. Like yeah. it's, it's been going for a while now, and so uh, we actually concluded last week with the Diamond tournaments uh but the week before that was the i believe this is the grandmaster 
um, which yeah. was open to sort of tier two, tier three teams. And GeForce OW coming away with the dub on that one. And like GeForce have actually been doing pretty well all round recently in the handful of tier two and tier three events that we've had uh, over the past couple of months. So it's good to see them keeping up that form. Hopefully we see them keep the momentum and uh, put up a bit of a showing when we get to the eventual path to pro, whatever that ends up looking like. We'll discuss that a little later in the broadcast, I guess. Well, and it's one yeah, of the I things that stood out for me that, here. Well, oh, sorry. I, should, just I just that, wanted to pop in. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say that these, <laughs> uh, these teams, uh, pretty much uh, all these teams listed here that made playoffs. And, uh, yeah, Louis, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to rib you a little bit on this one. But I know you all got stuck in a, in a weird group there <laughs> and kind of got a little unlucky on this one. But nevertheless, my original point still stands. Are, these are all teams I think we'll be looking out for in whatever form open division takes and teams that uh, could potentially go to trials. Uh, especially these uh the top four um all, all looking pretty darn strong uh ocean uh apologies to interrupt what was your thoughts i mean um my organization and sandy actually sponsored this event oh, you know we're all about progression so um this tournament which focuses on the progression of tier three teams into potential tier two just by having the opportunity to compete against extra tier three teams diamond teams competing against each other as well so it's just a nice uh, goal to see from the tournament. I remember mm-hmm. actually talking to Nader when this tournament was kind of in the planning planning phases. It was already kind of announced. Uh, but I was asking him the goals of this tournament, and he was just saying progression. That's really it. And uh, that message really stuck with me. Yeah. Just as a little bit. Uh, sorry, can I? No, no, go, go on, Louis. You, you go. All right, cool. Um, I was actually a bit surprised. I didn't realize um, that Bearclaw made it to finals. I, I, didn't, I didn't watch the rest of the tournament, unfortunately. Um, but they were in our group. And. Um, it was really fun playing against them. We also had, like, I think Solstice and Inertia. I could be wrong. Yep, exactly. Um, yeah. Um, Solstice came out, and we lost. I, I don't know if it was our first or second game, but we lost them. Uh, they surprised me a little bit because I thought I played Solstice a lot and even scrimmed against them. And they came out with, like, a brand-new tank line, um, and they're both very, very good. They're I think yeah. both their tanks were from region. I could be wrong. Yeah, today um, I'm bringing you. Exactly yeah, right. t- today, yeah, I think it's Winston's nuts. I think that guy's really good. Um, so I was very surprised when they, when we faced them and they brought out those two tanks and I was like, wow. And they were really good, like a totally different squad. And I was like, and they, they showed us up and we weren't ready for it. So props to them. However, uh, after that match, we faced Bear Clown, we beat them. And I, I, that's why I was a little surprised. I didn't realize they made finals. So that's interesting to see. So I guess something to take note of. But Bear Claw are a really interesting team. I actually think they're a lot of fun to watch. Um, but the thing that most stands out for me is that the number of incredibly high-ranking teams they knocked out in the uh, in Jaguar's very community blast, uh, yeah. because, like largely because of the format. But it was still like, oh, Bearclaw Gaming beat Redbird Esports. Like no one expected that to happen. But yeah, that was uh, that was cool. Um, I also got the opportunity to cast the Diamond Finals for the for the Nata tournament, which was uh, as someone who's had a chance to cast quite a lot in the past few months one of the most enjoyable matches i have cast in a very long time very close very good fun i think it's super important that players of all ranks get to compete so i mean having it open to that where it's not just you don't have to be 4.5k to to find good competition and get to enjoy uh you know playing an organized tournament against players of your same skill level mm-hmm. and, and get that steel on steel kind of growth that only good competition will give you uh, that, you know, that shouldn't be reserved for just the, the highest of ranks. So to see mm-hmm. that open to diamond players and masters players, it's it just a really cool thing. Really cool thing. Oh, should we got going over? I'm intrigued. You keep holding up a, 
Uh, yeah, you got no, some notes? So, uh, this, is a, this is a note for you because you're the ne- just so that you know it's our next topic. It says that Jeff, it's oh, your he's... news item next. <laughs> in really messy handwriting. Uh, I've been working on this. I have some notes underneath that as well. I've been kind of fiddling around with them trying to find which 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 one's next. But yeah, this what? is your next news item. It's really, it's in green as well. It's probably not the best way to write it. Oh yeah, we're not, we're barely picking it up on stream, but that's okay. If you also, if you look at the top, I did like a little small drawing of a house. It's really bad. There's no windows or anything, but why, yeah. Why a house? Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put this thing back on the tracks. And yes, Jeff, it is your news item next. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! All right. Um, I don't know how I got this one because, uh, well, you I actually. Can, would cast you like it. to know? Would you like to know exactly how you got this news item? Yeah. <laughs> I went down the list going. Ethan, Phil, Jeff. Ethan, Phil, Jeff. Ethan, Phil, Jeff. And so this is yours. And enjoy. Uh. Well, uh, this was Winter Classic. Um, always a favorite Florida Mayhem do fantastic job of giving us some great content in the offseason each year, uh, year after year, uh, and had a, a surprising finish with a, a reverse suit coming out of Wisp. They're able to take down Solaris. Solaris, who had, you know, like we mentioned, you know, they had won the Berry Community Blast. They won the Experimental Cup. Uh, you know, they, they were looking pretty darn strong coming out of the gate. Uh, and we're up 2-0, and, and probably was the, m- the most serious of the above aforementioned tournaments because it had more traditional style brackets and, and yeah, yeah. you know, first to threes and things of that nature. And Wish showing up and surprising people. I mean, a good roster here. Uh, Mathel and Rocket, I mean, actually, I mean, really stood out to me on this tournament. So it, it was good stuff. Let's see if I – oh, I don't have the – I thought I had the bracket for this one too, but I don't Ah, uh, well. No, but yeah, a, a really a really good job from both uh, Florida Mayhem and from Bad Pachamari League, who were the uh, sort of broadcast partner for that. Uh, always a really good time. The 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 classics, uh, whether you're just watching or whether you're involved in the broadcast. So yeah, good to see another one pulled off successfully. Oh, looks like we may have lost Ocean for a moment. Oh dear, the victim of that British internet. Oh, we actually lost him. Okay, he's still he's still in chat. He's muted. I guess uh, we can <laughs> we can figure out what's happened to him when he when he comes yeah, back. He'll be back. Uh, he'll be back. Um, so I mean, I actually have. He has the next news item here, um, and I've got to be honest. I don't know what happened in the esports night 2022. I know this was a uh, limited time tournament that ran uh, in Korea between some top Korean teams, um, but I haven't even kept track of who actually won this one. Uh, I got you covered. I, I did. Thank you. I did watch this one. Uh, it was uh, four... there. He is. He's back. Welcome. Oh, nice, nice. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, it was just a, it was a show match between four uh, teams out of Korean contenders. Uh, and so I mean, just getting some some content from APAC. Uh, got to see we got to see Talon's new roster uh, in action, which we'll uh, we'll go over here in a little bit. Uh, and I mean, it was it was a funny format. It was mostly it was mostly goats. It was essentially a. A open queue, not a uh, no roll lock. That's the word I'm looking for. It was a no roll lock tournament, so it was mostly goats with a little bit of triple DPS in there. Uh, so not exactly indicative of what we might see come, you know, next contender season. But nevertheless, <laughs> Talon able to take a, a really good victory over O2 Blast, which is uh, something they've never done. Yeah. Uh, really, really interesting to me was the f- the four teams selected, right? It was just kind of like bigger names. I was really surprised to see Gen G there, right? So I didn't really don't know really why they were selected. Obviously, they weren't in the previous edition of Contenders. Wonder why that happened. Oops. Mm. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, um, 
I enjoyed it. Uh, it was interesting to see some no roll lock again. So yeah, no, it was nice. And T T1 were not T1 Talon were su surprised victors. Yeah, they put up a heck of a showing against the the two time champs. Uh, I mean, Talon were your runner up last year, but it's that was the the grand finals, and it was a heck of a grand finals. Talon almost brought back the 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 grand finals for 2021. I got a little revenge there in, in that event. It was fun to watch. Always good just to get some content, get to see these teams play. Kind of the last goats hurrah, uh, I think, of Overwatch 1 for, for professional play. I know oh, yeah. And, 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 until we get to whatever the goats equivalent is in, in Overwatch 2, the overpowered comp that takes a year to nerf. It won't be goats, though. You know, it no. won't be goats. So, yeah. Uh, we had another show match featuring O2 Blast as well. We did, yeah. San Francisco Shock uh, have cut... <laughs> It's a partnership between O2 Blast and San Francisco Shock, I think, based largely in part of just how much of the most recent O2 Blast roster they picked up. We don't know yet whether this partnership is like a full-on academy team or just like a strategic thing that helps them or whether there's any real point in splitting that particular difference. But yeah, uh, San Francisco Shock versus O2 as a show match uh, marked the return of Bren and Sideshow to cover that one. I know a lot of the community were happy to see that. And uh, an interesting mix of looks from both teams. Like we saw some goats and we saw like it kind of looked like running through some of the various combinations that we saw for different grand finals in different seasons of Overwatch League. Whether or not that was intentional, uh, I'm not really sure, but it was overall a, a pretty good fun, one of the better pieces of Overwatch League related off season content that we've had. I'm sure the VOD is still out. We're going to catch that if we didn't catch it live. Yeah, I actually want. I actually want to like delve in on this just quickly on the OT Blast shock relationship. I'm a big OT Blast fan. I, I had a lot of interactions with them, or a lot more interactions than I was expecting to have with them in my time working in Nintendo East Korea. Really, really good people. I mean, the, the record over the past two years from OT Blast it, it really does show. I think Shock have got a good partnership there. One, mm. it's a potential scrim partner, right? Which I mean, if you're scrimming OT Blast, you know, it's a really good scrim partner. Yeah. And two, OT Blast have quite a lot of good young players right now. Spectra, He Sang, etc. Shock will be sorted in terms of talent for a long time now, yeah. I reckon. Yeah, and this cool. one was interesting because we kind of got a wide variety. We we saw a little bit of goats, but we also saw some five v five. Uh, and at the back of it, the final match, they did a 5v5, kind of a preview mm. for Overwatch 2. Uh, Shock did take that one map, but just barely. Both teams went into extra innings, and and O2 Blast actually had the bigger time bank uh, going into extra innings, but Shock was able to full hold them on point A Blizzard World. So take it what it is. I mean, he's saying looked really, really good. He's saying Pro both looked really, really good during this match. I think, uh, I think both these squads are going to be stacked for, for this next year. It's going to be nuts. I also thought it was uh, really interesting to see uh, Double Shield Rush again. Man, it's been so yes. long, and I, I actually really enjoyed that meta when Arissa was pretty much broken. You could just hold W and just shield past the other Arissa. Yep. That was really fun to watch as well. Yeah, nice nice cross-section of, uh, of the history of Overwatch 1. Almost like a little bit of a send-off. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. Of course, not the, not the actual last um, competitive Overwatch. I think every tournament in the past six months has gone, oh, well... Might be the last time we see this particular map for Overwatch 2. Um, yeah, after that, uh, we got the uh, Monkey Bubble Project Sunflower, didn't we, even? Yeah, sorry, so Jeff on that one. My Jeff, bad. I oh, just sorry, it's the return that. of Jeff. It's your it's news Jeff, item. Jeff, it's your news item. <laughs> oh, it's my news item. All right, all right. 
Here we go. I'm on top of things. Uh, I even managed to change the topic on time this time. Uh, so, yeah, we had the, the Project Sunflower tournament, a, uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. And, I mean, this was just an amazing event, a, a fun event, all in the name of raising money uh, to – you know, for the humanitarian crisis going on in Ukraine at this moment. Um, and, and speaking of that, that is still going. So able to raise over $5,000 throughout that tournament. Uh, it was a, a huge success. There is a the link in the uh, description below. So if you, if you have anything extra you can give, I mean, that's definitely a, a lot of people there in need of just basic human yeah. supplies. I mean, food, water, blankets, uh, I mean, the list goes on. Hygiene kits. I mean, it's so de definitely going to a good cause here. A lot of people have been evacuated. A lot of people without just your your basic humanitarian needs. So it was it was a really good cause. It was a really fun tournament. Our friend Billy uh, was casting alongside Leg Day for that one. That was awesome to see. Uh, and I mean, just big props to to everybody involved in this for for setting that up because it was a, a lot of fun to watch and it couldn't be. It couldn't be for a better cause. No, not at all. Yeah, that's amazing to see, for sure. All right, cool. trekking uh, on through. Who's uh, who's got this next one? Who's I, got this I next was going to say, like, just give me a second to bring up a little piece of paper that says, uh, "Ethan, it's your news item." Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, I've been doodling on my uh, Jeff, it's your news item for the next time. It is uh, Jeff's news item, and it was. We're going to talk about what I assumed was the positive attitude cut. Um, it's a high school and collegiate tournament in Pennsylvania, actually. That's what the PA stands for. But I just assumed high school tournament, positive attitude. That's quite, you know, that was what I was thinking earlier. Yeah. Uh, so essentially, this is a nice little tournament for teams in Pennsylvania to, you know, get a bit of notoriety. There is a 1.5K uh, in both high school and collegiate for teams to make up. So I guess um, rewarding those around the Pennsylvania area. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually a big fan of like regional competitions uh, because if you look at, like, particularly for Overwatch, like if you look at the way that the league is structured, um, it can be difficult to find a team close to you to support. So you kind of you don't have that regional thing that you get in more traditional sports. Um, so it's nice that there is like something to bring together people in an area, even if it's not like the the T1 competition. And they get a land. Land is get a land. Land, land grand finals are this weekend. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's awesome, especially for high school students. Yeah. Yeah. Is this the time where I sulk and say I haven't done a land event yet? It's a good experience. Yeah. Louis, when did you do your first land? Um, so, I've only done a very small land at a mall when they've like opened <laughs> a gaming arena. Yeah. It's uh, actually the Grapevine Mall. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's a long arena, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this, I think that's what it was. Was it long or uh, something like that? They do um, have one in Grapevine. Yeah, yeah. So it was, yeah, it was all right. There was only like like one or two other teams there. The other ones were like mostly like our staff members or anything like that. So it wasn't anything like too crazy. Yeah. Um, however, a few years ago, back in like 2019, um, they hosted a battle for Texas at uh, the Arlington Stadium, um, and that was really cool. I didn't get to play in that unfortunately, but uh, I've been hoping like some. Like one of the one of the Texas uh, colleges like steps up and hosts another tournament like that again because that was amazing. Um, a lot of work, but I think it's definitely something that we should do for sure. Yeah, um, was... and I'm a little I'm a little jealous that uh you know Harrisburg gets to put together <laughs> a little tournament for the region. I would love to fit, take on all the Texas teams as well. It'd be super fun. Yeah, that'd be really cool. That was was that the day before the battle for Texas? Or was it Which that one? one? The the match that you're talking about that was at the, the esports arena. Uh, oh, no, Battle, 
Battle for Texas was back in like 2019. Oh, okay. You're talking about like the original. Yeah. The original. That was a long April. time ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That was a long God, time ago. That was 2019. Yeah, we're all really old. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. 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 Speak for yourself, Boomer. Funny enough, I cast the one that was against uh, University of Saint Thomas, where they did the the collegiate battle for Texas. Yeah, but, oh, but yes. I was casting from the Dallas side. You were casting from the the yeah, evil was, Houston side. I was actually evil, casting from Eveler. Well, they approached me first. All right, I'm sorry. Oh That's yeah, when the... no, 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 no. You just weren't cool enough to cast for the Dallas side. Was oh, that the right. the the match like during the like June or July? Yes. Yeah, roughly. Yes, exactly. Yes, and then it was Houston like the night before the battle for yes. Texas. Uh, last yeah, year. that's what it was. Yeah, we played it. Yeah, that was we played against them. That was a uh, when we played that match. We played our old roster, um, so we didn't have pedal. We didn't have Ka- right. uh, or Kosher. We it was and not to say like yeah, the roster was by any means any bad or anything. It's just like we we weren't we didn't have like the power we do now. Sure. Um, and um, I, also, so I, I, do you have to say? I was a little bit salty because they brought in a player that was not uh, from their school, like wasn't an official mm-hmm. student. It was just a, um, a, a contender's player. I think his name was Kosh. It was a Kosh. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And he he didn't attend their school, and I was I was a little I was a little confused. Like I was like I thought this was like, like a fully collegiate tournament, but it's I okay. It was Kosh did some coaching for them at one point though, so like, I guess that's like not full cheating, is it? No. Okay, Regar- regardless. Regardless, it was fun, and uh, I, I enjoyed when played against them. Like no, no hate towards them. It was really fun, and uh, it was really cool to see Houston Outlaws do that. Um, I really, I've been hoping that Dallas Fuel would maybe do the same. Team Envy would do the same thing, but you know, nothing has happened. But I don't know. I mad respect to Houston Outlaws for doing that, having a whole boot yeah. camp for them and bringing them in. That was super cool to see for sure. It was a cool event. It was a cool event. I was proud to be a yeah. part of it. Here's hoping we get some more of that in the future. And, Speaking of cool uh, events, though. Speaking of cool events, that's right. The Overwatch Questline Open is happening over the next two weekends. A uh, little bit of an interesting one here because it's a, it's an open format and there are limitations, uh, we believe, having having spoken to some other people involved, on how many contenders players you can have on your roster, which is why when we look at the teams that are involved here, uh, it's not necessarily the players and the teams that we would expect. You know, I, I was looking at you know, why haven't we got Solaris? Where's Sheer yeah. Cold? Where's um, where's Shoes Money Crew? Uh, but no, right. it, regardless, this is a heck of an opportunity. This is a $10,000 prize pool for this Open. And we do have a bunch of relatively well-known teams playing for this, even if they aren't the teams that we might expect. And even if they're not well-known teams, they maybe have players on them who are quite well-known. Uh, Dice Gaming being the place to start here. We have a look at the roster for that. Yep, you it's got... the turn of uh, Jeff <laughs> I, I, I've actually drawn, I've drawn a wee doodle again. I've got Brigitte Lindholm in the top right. You've got a shield. Oh, very nice. And a like if, if, if any of us could make that out on the camera, that would be I'm wonderful. sure it's lovely. I'll, I'll, sh- I'll send a picture later. And then we've yeah, also please. got um, underneath Brigitte, there's the words Uwu and Owo and the smiley face as oh. well. So it's, it's oh, there we go. Yeah, now we get it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, back I'm going to gonna start cracking some whips in the background. You need we, to. Uh, you need to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we just got a couple rosters here that are put together to compete in this tournament. Uh, I mean, it is, it's cool to see a major uh, kind of for this level. I mean, like you mentioned, the, the 10K prize pool. Uh, got one of Louis' teammates here as Pedal is going to be competing with Dice for this event. 
Um, cool backline on this one, Mosier and Aspen. That's that's a pretty yeah. solid backline. I like backline. that backline. I like that backline a lot. Like that I'm not a big dice fan, but I'm a big fan of that backline. We'll say that. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we have an, another a fun squad in Team Roadhog coming through with with this fantastic <laughs> uh, meme to go along with it. Uh, but this one you've got Redemption and Kaluge, uh on the tank line. So definitely, yeah. And, and I was going to say, and King, who has just been dominant on Solaris in this offseason. Oh my god. I've seen that guy play. He's nuts. Like, oh my god, he can take a whole team on his back and just wow. carry. Yeah, that guy's yeah, no, crazy. Big, big King fan over over the off season. Of course, Kalu is that is there as well. So this is going to be probably one of your your bigger contenders as mm -hmm. well. Um, I, I will say I'm a little bit confused on the direction of this tournament, right? Because we, we we've got a 10k prize fund. It's a major, and uh, you know, a limit on contenders players seems a bit weird. But I guess we're seeing opportunities for tier three tier yeah. three players to showcase themselves and put them in kind of like a market window for when overwatch 2 uh comes out and i'm kind of looking at myself looking at some of these <laughs> tier three players just yeah wanna, <laughs> you know, hit me up all right all right Sorry. uh let's keep it rolling who's got this next one uh this is boston making a not quite last minute but very close to signing uh not even a signing a promotion of itself from the uh, uprising academy roster to boston uprising proper and whilst this is cool we always love to see a tier to tier two talent given a chance in the big leagues it's a weird signing because this makes the third tank that is currently signed to boston uprising notably after about a week and a half after teams have access to the Overwatch 2 Alpha. So we don't know if this is like Boston going, oh, we need to cover some bases here, or whether they're doing... Like, there is this thing about Boston where they are viewed as a team that just buys up contracts to develop talent and sell them on for more money. Maybe it's that? Who really knows? I mean, I think it's a weird promotion. It's all at a really good end of 2021. Really good end to 2021. Uh, so it, it, it is a weird pickup because you've already got Marvel, who you'd imagine to be one of the leaders on this team, and Punk as well. I don't know. It, it's it's an odd one, but I am um, I'm not. I like just I like to see it's all getting promoted. I just yep. not sure why this happened. Do you know what I mean? There's an my thoughts on. I'm sorry. Can no, I... please, Louis, have the floor. Okay. My thoughts on it is um, people don't know what how Overwatch Two is going to be like for tanks. Yeah. Um and you know, people were just bagging on maybe like picking up different people to focus on like two heroes, maybe three. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'm actually, I was a little surprised by this pickup too. Um, this was like it's very late into into the go almost like to the, the beta, and uh, they just randomly announced this. I imagine they had this guy for a while already, but they just haven't announced it mm -hmm. for a while. Um, but my thoughts on it is that they're picking him up, maybe to just be like a like maybe like a ball Arissa player, and maybe have Mar play like um. I don't know, Ryan Winston, whatever he plays Sigma. He's a really good Sigma player. So yeah. that's that's the only reason why I could see that, maybe. Um that's the only good reason I could see in the back of my mind for I think. It is it yeah. is interesting. There's an interesting debate between Sideshow and Avril about this topic. Yeah. Oh, I, I read that. It was good. Yeah. Uh, where Sideshow was like, it's a, it's a, an adjustment. They saw the bed and decided they need an adjustment. Everyone's like, there's no way they made that knee-jerk of a reaction after a, a week and a half of playing on the beta. And they would go through a whole, like, kind of list out their reasons. And it was a good little debate. But it doesn't, it, it, it is kind of a head-scratcher. Uh, yeah. And I think you're right, Louie. I think that the only thing could be, like, a specific hero. Uh, Maybe he's it, got a really good Doomfist. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe he's insane at Doomfist. <laughs> yeah. Yo, it's gonna be weird when we see that, you know, alternative timeline where one random Overwatch like, team picks up Get Quick Don. You oh my god, mean? I would love that so much. I Imagine love Get that. Quick Don. Imagine Get Quick Don, like, you know, practicing some windowsill role like mid match. Yeah. For content. Like, look, I want to, I want to derail here. Normally, it's me trying to get us back on track, but like. I I agree with SK of like if Get Quaked on picked up like a sensible hero pool, the guy's brain is so big that he would be number one. The entire if you ever watched him just go, oh wait, I need to get over there and kill those guys. So geometry, 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 dead. Like just yeah. in the blink of an eye. Like yeah. if he turned his powers towards something more constructive, think of the things he could achieve. Yeah, imagine if he like dedicated his life to world peace or something. We exactly. would be sitting here nice yeah. and comfortable. <laughs> Uh well, uh, it's it's the uh, Ethan. It's your turn, son. As we keep this thing rolling, uh, I want to get to oh. the meat of this interview. This is such good stuff. We have to talk about it, but I want to get to the meat of this interview. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're here to delve into the talent roster. Now, I'm going to take a little bit of time on this, unfortunately, uh, because I'm a big talent fan. They've usually done really good scouting in the past, and they also beat us up really badly in Korean contenders. Um. <laughs> Like, really, really badly. But we're going to ignore that for now. Uh, I guess the notable thing is Anson Jay is back with Talon, right? Mm. So a little bit of a time with the Toronto fight. What's, what's really weird is Cho Rong, who was Talon's support last season, has went to, to Toronto, and Anson Jay's went back to Talon. It's like a main support trade. Yeah, um, a little musical the rest chairs of Yeah, it's a bit weird. The rest of this roster doesn't, doesn't wow me, but they played well, you know, in... A unique tournament recently against Oti Blast and Attack. Who I've, I'm, I'm going to be real. I'm not a big Attack fan. There's actually, I mean, if like I did a review ages ago. I think it was Gen G versus whatever roster it was at the time. Whatever he sang, it was against T sang. Okay, um, and Attack had a really, really bad series. Um, but um, I'm not the biggest Attack fan. But Attack played really well recently in the, in that Goats show match, I guess, against them. OT Blast, so I'm hoping Attack can have a good year. Obviously, proven player, been around Korea for a while. But uh, it was a weird roster to look at for me. Uh, I wasn't super impressed with it on paper, but they came out and beat O2 Blast and Goats. So, yeah. I mean, that, that says yeah. a lot right there. I, like, I would like to know, that, you know, Talon's excellent talent scouting, right? Mm -hmm. that, you know, they, beat, they were top four all of last year in Korea, and that takes a lot. But I can't help but look at this roster and say, they're going to be behind T1. I'd reckon they're going to be behind O2 Blast. And a Team CC are there and they're back. They'll be probably behind Team CC. So Taiwan has a, a little bit of work to do, in my personal opinion. I was surprised by the size of the roster, to be perfectly honest. It's, like, it's when, quite big. When a lot of teams are <laughs> keeping things relatively lean because we really don't fully know what next season is going to look like for for any kind of tier two competition like i think the, what 10 11 people on the roster seems pretty big it, yeah it's a huge team it's a huge team oh, but maybe they maybe, i'm sorry maybe they want to sorry i'm sorry about that maybe they want to like experiment with like two different squads like they didn't on mm -hmm. overwatch league team do that before I don't know. Like they had like a twelve man roster, and they wanted to. Yeah, just... I think the Valiant did it. Uh, didn't go well, so they fired everyone. <laughs> okay. Maybe I'm thinking well. about maybe Spark. Spark did, did it as did well. It. Yeah. Spark yeah. Did like it 2019 Spark. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're experimenting. 
Yeah, there's a lot to be said for focus, I think. Uh, again, particularly yeah. when we don't know what's happening over the next few months. One thing that we do know is happening over the next few months is uh, some games coming up with uh, your roster, Louisa. This is down as my line item, but it doesn't seem like there's any better person currently on the broadcast to go over who you're playing with this season. Yeah, so um, we just picked up our... I mean, uh, you saw the roster announcement. We picked up our first uh, ever uh, woman player. Uh, her name is uh, Her name is Bella. Um, she is a freshman. Uh, the reason why we picked her up is because uh, one of our players, our flex support, uh, Artsy Fartsy, um, he wanted to focus a little bit more on school, so he, he took a step back, um, which is a little unfortunate. But she's great, um, and you know Artsy's still around if we need him. So the team is really looking good um, for the rest of the semester. Um, we have a lot of important matches coming up. Uh, OWCC is going to uh, finishing pages this weekend, yeah. and playoffs should be next weekend. So it's going to be there's a lot of ma- good matches happening probably next next weekend for sure, and some some happening um, this even this weekend too. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I intended to add that to the run of show. Um, and it's tough to figure out when OCC is happening. Like it's it, you have to like dig into their Discord to find the schedule and everything. Oh yeah, it doesn't yeah. seem very mm-hmm. easily accessible. Oh um, yeah, no, it is a little hard to find. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm be real. I just looked to the side of my screen, at, like at the YouTube stream that we have, and cashiers Genji. I thought I thought someone was attacking me. <laughs> it's <laughs> clean animation and scared the living shit out of me. Uh, yeah, we have a we have a good production and video team at UTD. Like they do such great work for sure. No, that is a sick roster video. That is, mm-hmm. I had to go full screen on that to, for podcast because that 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 is a sick roster video. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say, we haven't actually got this as a line item, so uh, we are into playoffs for uh, OC, C, 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 whatever, <laughs> how many C's that has that. Um, yeah. Anticipation is that hopefully those are going to be broadcast. Uh, I know that both Kenobi and Rich have been putting out content specifically with OWCC over the past few weeks to sort of try and keep people up to date on what is happening. So mm-hmm. my hope is that we actually get to see some of that broadcast over the next few weeks. I, I reckon we, we need this broadcasted in the future. Have we yeah. had it previously, do we not? Like, I, I think it's ridiculous. We had homecoming broadcast. I don't know if we had the regular season yeah. broadcast. No, nah, th- I, I think it's ridiculous. We don't have a broadcast for this. Yeah. This is so much talent that we're going to see in the future. And you know what? They're, you know, Pata Pro is as unstable as ever right now, right? And has yeah. been unstable in the past. Yeah. This is a good option to keep your Tier 2 and Tier 3 player base kind of alive. I don't understand why this isn't broadcasted at all. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, so there is a Discord with all the top collegiate teams that um, yeah. even my team is in. Um, and uh, we have a representative from Blizzard there, and he, he communicates with us very, uh, very often. I think his name is cool. Jake. I could be wrong. Um, but he actually messaged us like two days ago and he, uh, somebody asked if playoffs are going to be streamed. So he said, yes. Um, cool. so I'm, I'm hoping, uh, I kind of wish, I kind of wish that, you know, groups would have been, uh, streamed yeah. as well. There's been some really good matches. So, but you know, I'll just maybe take in playoffs. The future. Yeah. Maybe, maybe in the future. This and they're like, okay, that's a smart idea. Why maybe didn't not. we think of that before? Yeah. I think in general, just like there, there's a lot of talent in collegiate, uh, very underrated talent. Yeah. Uh, even like, people who have never been in contenders or never had that experience. There's some really insanely good players, like one notable, like from Bay State Neb. Um, like he's insane. Like he's hit like rank one multiple times already. And he's, I don't think he's ever been in contenders as far as I'm aware. There's, there's some really just like random talent out there. Yeah. Like, I, like Iron was in the same boat, right? Iron on the, like the original win streak 
Redbird Esports roster mm. and still on their roster now. Yeah. Nobody knew who he was when he when he trialed for Redbird. Like it was just like, oh no, this guy is absolutely sick of off tank. So yeah, of course mm. we're signing him. Like yeah, there's yeah, a lot of undiscovered stuff. Things like that, where like uh, in particular Redbirds, you know, they picked up Vision recently. And I was like, hmm, wait, that's weird. Pick up Vision's been like in trials a couple of times, and it, mm. you know, I was I was wrong to question that. <laughs> yeah. I was definitely wrong because Weeds instantly said when we had him on, he was like, yeah, no, Vision's been cracked. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. cool. Let's see it this week. Oh. Yeah, and when you find right. when you find those random players like like for us we didn't we didn't we didn't just like sign a bunch of people like like artsy he just came kosher he just came pedal was like the one person that we actually like try to recruit but we just so you just find random good, talent on, on campus yeah, yeah yeah you just find like random talent on campus and it's it's mm -hmm. amazing to see really and you know like there's a lot of talent out there that i i wish that um blizzard or any like just in general would just like highlight and broadcast our yeah. games a little bit more often like some of the games are insane and one of the best rivalries right now in collegiate is bay state versus northwood in my opinion yeah like yeah they they always have gone head to head i i cannot tell you how many games they played against each other like i would say like maybe over like 20 games they face each other in yeah. multiple different tournaments and it's super cool to see and those rivalries and just the players and see them develop and like i said i just wish they were just highlighted more in general yeah yeah, it's, they actually played recently in NECC. Uh, Bay State won that one, three one. Mm -hmm. No way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why are you not? What? Yeah. Why, yeah. I'm, I, I see, I'm State, missing this accent. Why Bay State stonks are all the way up here. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah. I, I I I call Bay State going to number one this season. Like I call okay. it. I have a Ooh. lot of faith in the boys over there. I I actually I, I do want to say that. that I hope that we get to talk about collegiate more on this podcast because we get to highlight this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to highlight the tier two and tier three scene as well as collegiate. And uh, I don't know, that's why we have you here with us this, this week as well. Damn right. Um, all right. Well, big news. Continue moving this forward. Hang on, hang on, Jeff. Hang on. Uh, Ethan, can you hold up the paper again, please? Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. There we go. Okay. Now it's your time, Jeff. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, had to, I had to wait for my cue card. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to have to do a quick flip on my headset here. So stream won't get the three of y'all for just a moment because I realized my headset's dying from being oh, no. wireless. So I got to oh, plug so it in wired. Oh, so we can like, insult them and they won't hear us. Right, <laughs> right. But I'm, just, but I'm going to go ahead Fuck and... Well, hey, whoa, I hadn't unplugged it yet. <laughs> oh, shit. oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. All right. Oh, all right. Anyway, anyway. So we did get the uh, the beta announcement. And what's important about this is how it's going to affect contenders. Obviously, it's very exciting for everybody all around. But how the impact it's going to have on T2, I think, is particularly important. And particularly with the announcement that we got afterwards, that contenders is going to start after the first beta season ends. I mean, whatever that could possibly look like. So here, I'm going to go ahead and change a couple things here simultaneously. Forgive me. They said that the beta until the beta season ends. Is that what they said? Yeah, here, I didn't. Me, I didn't get the chance to read it, but there we go. Y'all are back on stream now. Yeah, they they announced that contenders is going to start when like the first beta period ends. So we didn't get right. much more can... specific than that. Like that's that was about as specific as they got. We, we, that can be a really long time. Like the beta can go like for months. Like not. Although I, I actually want to quickly note that they did say it's a note on twenty twenty two contenders. Did they not? They did. I remember reading twenty twenty two. Yeah. So, I mean, imagine they just have like three or four like mini tournaments near the end, all for one point three million dollars across the region. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. Just a suggestion. 
would like to cast yeah. that. But the, the, yeah, there is a there is a lot to break down in specifically like the contenders announcement for P2P and the fact that it is on the Overwatch Two beta, which is that's is good, good news. news. That's, that's that's what we were all news. hoping for. Um, but we we kind of like were resigned to it's probably going to be too complicated to roll out on a beta like that. Um, so that's good that that's happening. A little bit of this announcement is like, um, that's a lot of stuff to read. I'm not reading it all. So I'm glad for you or I'm sorry that happened was like my main response. I had to force my brain to like to sit down and pass everything. It was, was hard to read. It wasn't like yeah, yeah. the article. It was like, there was no like key highlights. I, I guess we, we could talk about like the positives and negatives of it. Mm. Um, I think one of the major positives, um, I am going to kind of small dig on the North American region. I am so glad that it's open access because that seed buying shit needed to go. Holy yeah. fuck. Uh, we, like, that was a mess. Uh, like, the main way I make money in, in North America was either place, like, first or second, or sell some seeds. And I didn't think that was right at all. And uh, I'm kind of glad it's gone yeah. because we saw some instances where teams bought seeds and did really poorly and it had a really negative effect on Overwatch Tier 2, in my personal yeah. opinion. And this is uh, the line of... In 2022, we're putting closed league play on hold and making all contenders tournaments shorter with open registration formats like double and single elim tourneys. The shorter worries me, though. The shorter, shorter. worries me. Yeah, I was thinking of, I, I, yeah, is I was pretty like... darn short already, and this is open <laughs> access. This is going to be like 128 teams or whatever, probably. Yeah. Do, do you guys shorter, not? Did you guys yeah. ever take part in like the early open divisions where it was literally? Like a 500 team open bracket, uh, I mean, and you're trying to like running down the list of 500 yeah. teams, going, "Who do I actually want to like talk about in this in this <laughs> list?" Yeah, it's a little bit easier for us nowadays, where it's like 200, and like we, the social media of tier two, tier three teams has got better over the past couple of months, uh, years. The last two years have been a lot better than it was originally, right? So we, we can kind of pick them out on social media, and that's an easy way to go through it. But yeah, no, it was definitely impossible in the past. Yeah, now that that's that's collegiate right now. There's like 400 colleges to keep up yeah. with. Like, yeah. the, oh my gosh! But yeah, I remember those old, old days when I switched to PC and it was like 300 OD teams that you. I just didn't know anybody, and I was like, yeah. oh, like, oh my god, there's so much competition. It was exciting though. It was exciting oh, yeah. that there was a lot of good teams out there. So, uh, if this is truly uh, an open registration, is there potential we see UTT try to try to take a stab at contenders? I think so. I think that. I kind of wish that it continued like this this year because our team is the best it's ever been. Right. Um, I think that you know we've gotten some really good wins um, and we've we've proven ourselves as a team. I think that um, we are still growing as a team, and I think we could have easily made trials. I think that a lot of like um, I think I mentioned this uh, to you um, that the t top eight teams I think would have made trials if if contenders would have stuck yeah. continued still. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I completely I think... buy that. I think the last no really on this is probably no open division, probably no trials, probably or, or it's going to take um, a different form. It's it's I not going to unless they just like make it one big tournament and kind of have it in stages. The first two rounds are like OD. I, I don't know. This is this is there's yeah. a lot of vagueness in the statement we got, and again, it wasn't well formatted. Yeah, I have, and, I have a lot of questions. Yeah, and and we we have maybe a little bit of a more doomer outlook on this than some other people do because. Uh, open division, <laughs> open division, and trials are as a as an up and coming caster where you start to prove yourself. Like, yeah, um, 
most of the, certainly the like the more recent additions to tier two casting or like tier two adjacent casting have all done their time in trials and open division. Uh, if we've got a, an entire year where there isn't that, like I, I don't know yeah, what we do as broadcast. Because but, you know, um, well, yeah. all, all we can do at this point is kind of complain, look to the future, and hope. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which honestly, like, is that when you think about it, that's not really that much different to what trying to get into like tier two broadcast has been like for people in our position anyway. It's like, well, better just cross my fingers and I don't want to say hope someone gets hit by a bus, but hope someone gets a better opportunity that leaves a gap in contenders that someone can step up into. Yeah, bit of a bottleneck from from talent wise. I mean, I think it was the Dead same way from players as well. Yeah. yeah so, um, I think actually a couple of members of the Cleveland team were talking about like uh, like a little bit of gatekeeping that went on with the tier two players in North America for a little bit. Um, it happened in Europe a, a tiny bit as well. Yeah. I think North America was just the greatest defender. Well, uh, looks like we have finally reached, guys, after almost an hour at the end of our news items here, which was maybe not quite as quick as we wanted to rattle through that. But regardless, we are ready to go attempt. on to the next bit. It was a good attempt. We tried our best. We only got diverted a couple times. Um, is Well, we've already introduced Louis. You guys have already heard from him like, over the course of the news items. It would have been really weird for him just to sit in stony silence for the entire <laughs> hour. Um, so it was Louis, kind of a terrible introduction. We're like, we're, we're on episode four. We're still not very good at this, but we'll get better. Nah, no, I no. promise. <laughs> I, refu- I refuse to get better, but yeah, in theory, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Uh, so yeah, Louis, thank you for coming to talk to us today. Um, hopefully, we can spend the next. I think you've got to go in thirty-five minutes for a match. Is that right? I should be good. I got somebody to play for me, so I'm I'm good. Okay, so. well, no, we, we'd Aww. like we'd like to let you get get back to that. So we'll we'll. We won't speed run it, but we'll do what we can. So let's let's kick things off here, Louis. Uh, how did you get into Overwatch? What was your starting point? Yeah, so um, I actually tried out the beta. I was a console player originally on Xbox, and I tried out the beta with a few friends. They asked me to play over the summer, and I just fell in love with the game immediately because yeah. um, I've always been like a big COD player before. Like I've always I've always only played COD like solely, and um, you know trying out Overwatch and not only having to play just like one person just one single character that just shoots like there's a there's a variety of characters i just fell in love immediately um but yeah so xbox and i just compl- uh, played a lot of ranked on xbox and even competed in the xbox tournaments that happened cgl in particular that was like a big one i played in um and then i just kept on competing over the years i think so i don't I want to say 2019 i switched to pc finally and i um joined uh uh team called apes uh which is i still i'm still good friends with those team uh those players that i played with on that team um and then after that like 2019 like fall 2019 i i moved to into utd and tried out for the team and originally was a sub for the team now i'm a starter and i've just been i've been playing for them for like three years now mm-hmm. and it's crazy to think about i i just oh, you know coming to this podcast and mention I, I think i mentioned it earlier i was like wow three years have i been have I really been yeah, playing yo, in collegiate for three years now? Was, yeah. I, I actually have a date on the on the on when I cast oh, it on console. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, no, I that. Oh wow, that was that was good. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that me up. It was good. <laughs> uh, I have a date from when, when I last cast you um, on console. It was mm-hmm. um, uh, April twenty eighteen. Wow. Wow. Oh my god. Uh, oh, actually, in the lobby, in the lobby was doomed Doa or doomed from currently Wisp. Oh yeah. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, and I, I actually wanted to ask, what was the hero that like grabbed you to Overwatch? Because I remember you playing a lot of Winston on console mm. in particular. What was was it the hero that got you stuck into Overwatch? Yeah, so initially, initially it was um, I, I I love Farhan Junkrat because they were just like so chaotic. <laughs> um, I thought they were really fun. Um, but then after a while, I tried out like Reinhardt and Roadhog, especially when Roadhog was broken, and I was able to carry lobbies just by you know playing a broken hero. I thought he was really fun. And then Reinhardt can just take control of the game. Like, I miss those days when you, know, you were able to just take control of a lobby. You didn't have to rely too much on your team. You could just do whatever the <laughs> heck you want. But, yeah, I think I think definitely, like, Reinhardt and Roadhog really just, like, pulled me in a little bit more past, you know, just far on Junkrat. I hooked Pum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. when, when Roadhog was broken, that was fun. <laughs> I, I want to ask as well, um, uh, as someone who is still struggling to make the switch from uh, console to PC... Uh, is the reason that you're still playing main tank primarily the fact that that's a difficult jump to make from controller to mouse and keyboard, and it's maybe a little bit easier with a non-high precision aim hero pool? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's easier just to make the switch because you play. I play tank, I don't really have to aim. But I know a lot of, like, you know, Doom Godoa, like, he's a good example. Like, mm-hmm. he, anybody can do it. It just takes, yeah. it takes time and practice, and yeah. You know, it's like not. There's so many. There's so many Xbox players out there that have made the transfer and just easily made it to top 500. Yeah. Or easily Gator. like, yeah, Gator. Yeah, yeah, Gator. Yeah, I didn't I even know. know. I I knew that. I found that out maybe like two years ago. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. this guy's an Xbox yeah. player. I love him. He's Tensa? one of my favorites. Tensa's another one. Tensa. Yeah, Tensa. Yeah, yeah. yeah hopeful. Currently coaching with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we yeah, cast hopeful. all. That's a good call. We cast all three of them. I Doom, actually remember Tensa, in and hopeful and all them. Fun fact: we cast like that last time I casted Luai was Doom Godot was always in all, I actually said Doom would make contenders in that cast. My mm. best ever call ever. <laughs> Genuinely. Kinda lucky, but it was a good guess. Good guess. Yeah. Nutty player. I, I honestly thought the same thing when he made the switch. That guy's insane. I was like Very this nice. guy this guy has the talent. He can do it if he really puts his mind to it. And he did it. So mm. anybody can do it. It just takes the time and practice, really. Yeah. Well, speaking of time and practice, I'm going to go ahead and kind of lead us into our next topic here. Uh, making that, that transition from coming out of high school and going into collegiate. Now, we're seeing a lot more high school games start to pop up in high school leagues. Uh, what what advice would you give to to somebody who's looking to get into to collegiate? What would what should they be looking for? Is there anything that you kind of wish you knew when you, when you were getting in into collegiate Overwatch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um... You know, it's it's really nice to hear. Yeah, we give full rides. Yeah, we have a we're starting an esports program. Like this and that. Like it sounds promising at first, but don't just immediately just take the offer. You need to look into the school and think about like your academics. Like in my opinion, that should come first if you're going into collegiate. It's like you're going there to get a degree. That that's what at least from our program, UCD Esports, we always prior, prioritize academics over everything else. Like, if we need to take a day off her to do studying or anything, like, by all means, do it. So, if you're looking into a school, like, think about academics first. Like, think about location. Um, you know, if it has, like, strong academic programs, like, a, something that you're interested in, don't just take, like, any random major just to be a part of, you know, an insane program. Right. Um, but, yeah, just really look into that. Uh, look into the school. Like, really dig deep. And also, I think just reaching out to people because everyone in esports, especially in collegiate esports from my experience is um you know wanting to help people and wanting yeah. to help uh, like yeah. inform people and do anything they can to assist you and, and 
um, you know, just reach out to people, reach out to the directors, reach out to players even. Uh, I've had players reach out to me before and ask me questions about the team um, and the school itself, you know. So just reach out to people, especially directors. They're always a really the best probably resource. Mm -hmm. And just ask about the program and ask about the school, what they offer, you know. Um, not just, you know, not just the full ride. You need to, you need to think about a lot of other little things as well. It does sound, it does sound nice, but other things are just as important in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a nice point, actually, like we were talking to Weeps in the last episode that we did, um, who was saying like, yeah, pe people just reach out and if I can help them, I will, I will help them. Like if they, if they want to know if this, this program is right for them, or even if they want to like ask for a trial, I can't always say yes, but like where I can help, I will help. Like, I think, I don't think there is the level of cutthroat in collegiate that there can be in some aspects of contenders because ultimately these are like a, a, a college university is so much more established than a tier two team mm -hmm. like that they they need to trade yeah. on their uh, reputation and the people in positions of power know that as well so it's it's a really friendly scene because of that yeah for sure and um you know esports you know is relatively new in collegiate and colleges are seeing the value of it and they will put so much money into it not knowing what the heck they're doing they'll yeah. put somebody they'll put somebody in charge that doesn't know what the heck they're doing just some random person uh that says oh i have i have i played like video games for like five years like that's yeah. like i don't know and which now, is now, just like tier two yeah yeah like <laughs> that is, you know what <laughs> I vibe with that statement so much. There are, there are a lot of tier two teams that have people in charge who are fucking clueless. That clip's yeah. going on Twitter. <laughs> that was very good. That was fucking good. But oh it is it is a little scary to think about because yeah. you know kids are they're so young and they 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 don't like fully know like what they're like going into and they commit to something like they commit so much money to go to a school like even move states or something mm. just to go to a school yeah. to just get screwed over by somebody that doesn't know how to run a program yeah. or a school that just like oh we'll put all money in out but like later like how are you going to sustain like sustain the, the program how are you gonna, how are you going to keep it going and they don't know how to do that and the program just falls apart so oh. it, it's really scary to think about sometimes too like collegiate can be a little risky when it comes to trying to move into it from um, high school so you got to really just think about it and really know who you're talking to and ask just ask for help ask people for help really i i wonder if it's something that you have an insight into because you know, you, you've, you've played for one collegiate team but do you think that like the success and the continued success of a collegiate roster like you know we we keep talking about redbirds because of the impact they made in the last season of last couple of seasons of contenders mm. um like if you have a, a roster or a team a college that is repeatedly generating that kind of talent is that a good indicator that like that is a program that is worth being part of do you think i think so i think that yeah if it's if they're able to maintain talent like that for years like maryville's a prime example of that like they've They've had some solid players going there for like three to four years. It it shows that the school is great, that they're getting they're getting their academics and their you know the the this program itself is really really good and taking good care of the players. Like they're surrounded by good staff and the school's supporting them. So yeah, I think if they're able to maintain talent like that, yeah, absolutely. Like it shows that the program is really reputable and very good to to look into. A follow up point. So what 
what drew you to UTD? How did how did you end up at the University of Texas Dallas? Did it have anything to do with the uh, with esports? Did you did you go into it planning to to get into esports, or was there other academic uh, things that enticed you about the school that you you liked their programs? What was it about UTD that made it special? So interestingly, interestingly enough. Um, I didn't know, I didn't know collegiate overwatch was a thing going into, um, like after I graduated high school, I had no like idea. Um, my sister, she, she gave me a tour of the campus. Um, I was originally thinking about going to UT Austin. I got accepted there, but she gave me a tour of the campus and was telling me that they had an esports program. I was like, I did not know there was collegiate esports. I was, I was, I was really interested. And, um, I reached out to the previous director, Greg, I uh, got to talking to him a little bit and got to know about the program. And, you know, I think them having like it was a brand new program at the time maybe like a year or two years old and greg he he really reeled me in and i i i I think i trusted him immediately and also aside from that um you know my sister going into the school with me like she goes to the same school as me um really drew me in but yeah the the program like and also um you know the school is very well known for like computer science um, I think game design, like just technology in general, and I was really interested in that. So I think those are the main three things, you know, my sibling being there, the esports program being very good, um, Greg being very helpful in every way he can. And um, I'm sorry, what was the third thing in academics? I think academics. Oh, yeah, because you, you were talking about you're an IT major. So, I mm-hmm. mean, if the school has a strong like computer science program, I mean, like that makes a ton of sense. That's a, that's a win, win, win. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And I think that's a nice segue into our our next topic here, which is uh, being on any kind of competitive team puts a drain on your free time. When you've also got to balance that with going to class and doing 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 labs, doing homework, whatever the equivalent is, how do you go about balancing, like keeping yourself at a top level of competition, having a social life, uh, maintaining good grades? Like, what does what does that look like for you? Yeah, it is It is hard. Being a collegiate player, no matter what game it is, Rocket League, League of Legends, like Valorant, it doesn't matter. It is hard. You, ha- you have to balance a lot. And on top of that, like like for my, myself, I have a job. And I'm sure a lot wow. of kids out there have jobs, Damn. even two jobs. like, And a lot of other responsibilities, like working out, taking care of themselves, and trying to be social, trying to put themselves out there and be a part of the, the campus life. I do want to it is a lot. that we are talking about esports players here. I doubt any of them are trying to be social. <laughs> are, are you kidding well, to look at this guy this guy uh no, he's no, fighting no, him off with a stick one. Are you kidding? this is what we invited no they're actually kind of yeah cool, so. yeah some people you know you're a little right some people could be a little a little, a little anti-social which is okay it's okay that's, that's okay that's that's, good. yeah it's just some of us need to touch grass yeah exactly it's it's all, it's all right but um but yeah if like just maintaining all that is like super hard last semester like uh for myself i was i was trying to balance two jobs and being a full-time student and a player like it was hard and i know a lot of i know a lot of kids do the same thing um so i guess my advice is just determine what's most important to you is it your academics is it esports is it gonna be um you know yeah if you have to work a lot then you know maybe you have to make the sacrifices maybe Maybe playing on an esports team isn't it. Like, there's more important, there's more important things than Overwatch. It, so, you really just have to find what's more important. 
<laughs> I don't mean to, I don't mean to make you upset, but um, <laughs> as a college student, it's really important just to to figure out what's most mo- what's most important to you, what's going to help you in the long run. So yeah, and even like even if you can't play on a team, I'm sure like the esports program will be more than happy to have you do something else like production, like that. that maybe like a little less time consuming. Um, social media, like there's a lot of other opportunities that you can do. So. I mean that that sick roster reveal. I mean was that was done by was my sick. students, was it not? Yeah, we have a yeah we have a whole different teams for different things like social media production events. Like it's insane. It's insane yeah. how much our program's grown. We have like I, I don't even know like maybe like a hundred plus kids in the program now. Wow. I don't even know. Yeah, it's insane. And seeing the graphic side of things was kind of more my forte, so I could I could see that. <laughs> I could see you know you know just nerding out on After Effects and doing cool roster reveal. <laughs> oh like, yeah, that's, that's yeah. That sounds like a yeah. Good it's company. it's really it's really cool because um. We have uh, like an like uh, like an art school called ATEC. Um, so just like people who are interested in esports can really and are doing something that is related to their major can really showcase their talent through esports, and it's amazing to see like the opportunities that collegiate esports has given people mm-hmm. and the the jobs it's given people. Like yeah. we've had like multiple people have moved on to like Team Envy or Complexity Gaming, um, and I think even more I can't even think of off the top of my head, but it's amazing to see like collegiate esports is something to look into and something that can really give you such a good opportunity, a professional career, something for the rest of your life. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Indeed. Uh, let's get a little more lighthearted with it. So uh, next, uh, next thing I had written down is I wanted to ask you about just some of your favorite moments competing with the school. Is there one like, or even a couple of just stand out, like that was, I will remember that moment for the rest of my life, kind of, uh, kind of event or kind of minute in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, funny enough, it's still my pin tweet, my favorite moment. Um, I, <laughs> I believe it was, I believe it was last year, twenty twenty one spring. Um, it was during playoffs. Uh, I think the the farthest our team has ever gone was maybe like top sixteen, maybe top thirty two. I don't remember. Um, and we had a game against Ohio State, which um, at the time they were like noted for being such a insane roster just came out of nowhere with some insanely talented, like I'm going, like going back to what I said, like just some, like you can just find some random players that have never been in contenders that are just insane, insane. And they can just really showcase their skills in collegiate. And we went up against one of those teams, um, Ohio state. They had some insane players. And like one was performance who I actually played on a team with before. And he's really insane. Um, But yeah, I think one of my favorite moments, like that tweet shows like, um, we were like down like maybe three or four people. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. yeah. And I pin, I like, I, I, I pinned the diva or I pushed the diva off the map. I did that intentionally too, like just like out of instinct. And this was just such an, like probably the best play I've ever made in my life because we were, we were going to lose that fight, but I killed three or four on Ryan against a far comp. Like, how is that possible? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking at this. It's on Oasis uh, Gardens. It's a nuts play. You have to go check it out. On, on, on We've got it on Twitter. Twitter but... it's, it's it's on screen, Ethan. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. I wasn't looking. An, I was yeah, just it's... looking at the clip. But I actually want to. Yeah. I actually want to know that the last the last time I seen a popular play of yours, it was also on Oasis Gardens. So maybe it's just the lucky charm of a map. Oh yes, was it back on Xbox? Are you you're talking about Xbox? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh, yes, I do remember that. Holy moly, <laughs> I can't believe you remember that too. I do remember. I was that. casting that game with Billy. It was yeah, that yeah, was it was on Fresh Nuts too. So yeah, that was one against like one of the the top. It was like, against Doom Godot and Bandidos. Yeah, his yeah his team. Yeah, I remember that. Holy crap, that was a long time ago. Uh, uh, but yeah, I think that 
I think that moment, like, clutching up there, and then, like, after the match, like, my director, like, Greg, he was telling me, like, oh, my God, like, that ins- that play was, nobody else could have done that. You're insane for that. You really clutched up. And he and he told me that he was, like, it felt like a, like a proud father-son oh. moment. Like, uh, it was amazing. It was an amazing feeling, for sure. And then we made top eight. Like, that secured us top eight. And, we, and all odds were against us. Everyone didn't think that we were going to win that Ohio State. Like, and we also reverse swept them. Like that match was re- was a reverse sweep. Oh wow, we were two zero. But and I want to I want to applaud like all my all the teams play teammates I've had like playing for UTD for the past three years. We've always been able to keep like a level headed. Like no matter how bad we're doing or like we're losing, we never get tilted or angry or like we never flame each other or anything. We will just keep going. And be like, okay, don't even worry about that map. Go to the next one. Like. It's okay. And that's what we did. That, that that was a prime example of us doing that. We were able to reverse sweep such a good team, and we won it. So, yeah, that was probably my favorite moment for sure. That's a heck of a moment. That's yeah. that's an amazing story. Uh, we can actually, like, keep our eyes on your Twitter a little bit. Um, I believe you actually had a little while ago about your top eight teams in NA Collegiate. Do you want to take us through that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So as of now, I believe, and I still believe, Maryville, Northwood, Harrisburg, Bay State, Redbirds. I think us, UCI, and SCAD are top SCAD. eight. And this, yeah, SCAD is a relatively new team, I believe. I think yeah. they, I think they had a team, um, like previous seasons, but this year they have like a full, almost full contenders roster. Yeah, they got um, Snappy playing for them. For yeah. those for those who don't know, uh, who is UCI and SC in SCAD? What does it stand okay, for? Okay, yeah, um, University of Cal- uh, California, Irving, and um, actually, I don't actually Savannah don't know what SCAD College is. of Art and Design. Yeah, that's uh, what it is. Yeah, yeah, you think I would know that, but I don't. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, um, the it's really cool to see these rosters and like all the talent they have and the experienced players that they have. Uh, I think SCAD is really interesting for sure because they just came out of nowhere and I've never heard of the school and they just picked up like a bunch of really solid players and I really enjoy playing against them and I really enjoy watching them. They're really nice guys too. So um, that's definitely a team to take note of. I think that if they really get like a really have a really good day and I don't know if they have a coach. I don't, I don't think they do, which is honestly very interesting. Um, if they have like a really good day and they can really get like pull their team together, I think they can really like they can be like a dark horse and just come out of nowhere and just take on like like a top four team or top two team even. So uh, I think I and I think that's the case for any of these teams. I think mm-hmm. um, UCI is very interesting. They picked up like their their roster this year is almost brand new. They have uh, a hog player named Romani. Maybe you've heard of him. He's been always been yeah. Usually He's always been like, like a, a weird OTP team in OD all the time. <laughs> I have no Romani idea. Does. I couldn't tell you, but I just know that guy is like always rank one. I've, I've played against him in rank before, and he's insane at hog. Um, and of course, they have like PGE. They have the the streamer Light. He's really really good, yeah. and they have a main tank named Mashiro, who's I've never. That's an, another good example of somebody I've never heard of. Uh, I don't even know if they've competed in tier three or tier two, um, but they came out of nowhere, play for UCI, and they're insane. Really good player. So cool. yeah. UCI is very interesting, Scott. And of course, I think y'all are really familiar with the rest of the teams, I imagine. Yeah, Bay State, yeah. Maryville, yeah. Harrisburg. I think uh, I think Harrisburg is another team to really look out for. They're very yeah. scary. I think, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but, um, and I learned this by scrimming them, um, that Elk is back on main support. 
That's something to take note really? of. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. yeah. He, does, he is, doesn't play is, DPS anymore. Is Pat playing flex DPS for them now? Is that, he, that, is that what's happening here? I think, yeah, yeah. He used to play flex DPS. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he yeah. played for, like, Uprising Academy previously when I... I think I think Tap was still there when they got top four in, in Gauntlet. Or mm. was on the bench, maybe, for Dynasty and Dove. But okay, uh, yeah. Tap's a good chaser player. Yeah, yeah. They have, no. they have Lethal on the roster. Yeah, they have Lethal oh, now. Lethal That's crazy. Too. Yeah. Their That's team a good is DPS line. Tap and Lethal? Yeah. Yeah. Harrisburg is really interesting to play against. Um they've always been like our kryptonite for like like we can go pretty head to head with Northwood. And um I I haven't played Maryville in like a long time. I've only played Maryville once, so I wouldn't really count playing them. Um who's the other team? There's another a Bay State. Like we can we can maybe go head to head with like Northwood and Bay State, like like and maybe beat them. But Harrisburg for some reason has always been like our kryptonite. Um they just play like, like a really fast tempo and they play ball comms really well. And now that Elk is like on main support, I imagine he shot calls for them a lot. And you yeah, know, having that experience from playing on Philadelphia Fusion, like that like they're very scary. And I think that that a lot of teams should take note of them and watch for them because they might just win it. Like they could be a team that wins it all easily. I think. I, I think the other good thing that uh, Harrisburg have going for them is, of course, Joe Meister, who I don't think actually ever got any play time in season one Overwatch League, but mm -hmm. he's like Play's that level of talent. There we so, go. Uh, but like, has been in that coaching position now for multiple years, like a very established mm -hmm. coach in this scene. Yeah, he he he's been coaching them for years. Um, but I, I think as of now, he got promoted to being director. Oh their really? Director, oh, that's their, cool. Their really? director, their director, he moved on with oh, actually my director as well. They moved on to work for Riot. So ah, um, okay. yeah. So I believe Joe Meister's director now. So I, I don't know if he's coaching them anymore. I I I, I believe he he's not. I could be wrong. I think they have a new coach. But um, yeah, previous years when he was coaching them, like. You know they should they showed so much success with them so maybe he is still coaching them like I would be I wouldn't be surprised I have no clue. Uh, no, uh, I, I got I... this wrong. I, I I thought I had Shake that other coach here as being uh, previously in CGL, oh, but yeah. no, it's previously in CLG, which is a different thing entirely. Yeah, yeah, that's their. I think that's their coach now. Shake. He he was a coach for Boston Uprising. I think. I think. Oh right. Yeah, I think so. If you if you press on his page on Wikipedia, you might see. Yeah, yeah. Shake yeah. finds coaching success with Boston Uprising. By... Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, that's that's their new coach now, I believe. Yeah. And it looks like he was assistant coach under Joe Meister there for a little bit, so kind of yeah. kind of makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, um... Oh my god! Sorry, I'm just looking at um, I'm looking at Shake's. Like, All right, changing topic, here. guys. We're just talking about Shake for the rest of the evening. Okay? <laughs> Sorry, this is a wild ride of weird organizations. Of like uh, TSM Code Seven, who appeared on my feed the other day. Complexity. I, I, I assume this is in different games as well. I do want to say before I move on that I'll say it again. Base day stock uh, stocks yeah. up here. I think they're very. They they can take it all, and I I love the boys. Like shout out to them. I don't know if any of them are watching this, but I believe that they can win if they really get. I think they're being coached by Tensa too, which yep. is something to take no, oh, note of. What a yeah, big Tensa fan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think they're being coached by Tensa. Another, another um, console player. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like with Tensa's with Tensa's leadership, like coaching them and getting them together as a team, and if they can keep motivated, uh, stay motivated, and keep grinding the game, like I think they can take it all. So in their game yeah. against Northward, most recently, I uh, I was putting Tensa diff in chat. Tensa's <laughs> uh, such a good leader. He's been on yeah. so many really intelligent teams. 
Yeah. Big, big Tensor fan. Also, good taste in anime. I've seen some of his anime racks on the timeline, just okay. unrelated completely. But, but that's the important things, you know. Yeah. Just a note. We're here just to satisfy some of the weed, weed aspects. I actually, I actually have a note that Shake, I think, used to play with Joe Meister in a support line on one of their old, old, old teams in 2016. No, oh, I got it. I got it. My cord just shorted out. Hold on. So they can hear me, but it'll just take a second to reset this. Um, while this is resetting, I want to ask, okay, so do you think, Louis, that base date will take number one if you had to if you had to pick one, two, and three right now, who's your choice? Mm. That's tough. See, the 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 tweet I posted, I didn't put any order in particular because sure, it's like sure. super hard. It's super close for a lot of those teams. Um I'm just I'm just a big base date fan, so I, I'm gonna say number one. I've always been a big Bay State fan, and I'll I keep supporting it. those guys. Um, and I and I've played against them multiple times, and I think that they're insane. They continue to grow as a team, and they're just a whole unit together that can really just take on any team together. Um, Bay State for sure, number one. I think maybe, probably either. Oh, it's a little hard. I want to say I want to say Redbirds second, maybe, maybe. I think they beat Maryville in that one tournament that the Barry Blast tournament. I right. could be wrong. So I want to say I want to say Redbirds, and then you know, hot take. I'm going to say Harrisburg because okay. I played Ooh. I played against them a lot, and I've scrimmed them, and you know they have a really good coach, and Elk is back on main support, yeah. and you know everyone on that team's insane. So I think that they can really surprise okay. people. Okay. I think they can really well, surprise I a, people. I have a different top three. I have I have I'm a big Northwood fan, so I have Northwood at one. The thing I'm about like, Northwood, um, third. The thing about Redbird Northwood third. is. You know, I mean, they faced you. You saw they faced Bay State recently, and yeah. they lost to them. And I think that they're not as much of a powerhouse anymore because they lost. Um, they lost into us. I don't know how to say his name. The, they lost yeah. into us. Nos. and Nos, Nos and and Lep. Yeah, I don't. I think Lep is on the bench. I'm not entirely sure why. Like, right. uh, but Lep, the Lep only thing, really the only I don't want to assume. But I, the only reason I can think that he would be on the bench because he's insane, right? Only thing I can think of that he's on the bench is he's on academic probation. That's the only reason you oh. can't play. You can't play an ODWCC if you're in academic probation. So that's the only reason why I can think of that, and that's why I don't think Northwood is as good as yeah, they used I'm to just be. A big London fan, okay? That's yeah. a little London, London fan. <laughs> oh my god! Try <laughs> hey, try playing. Try playing against that guy. He is insane. He I is crap. He he can take a whole team on his back as Zinjata. Like surprisingly, he's insane. And, and he's, he's in, like, he's in a bat. It's just like, like his character. I remember watching it, like, um, hang on, he was. Remember when he was a main support player playing Brig for Sus uh, Susano? Like, mm -hmm. big fan, big fan of London. Always oh, will be. Oh, oh lazy season. Yeah, he's really good. I watching. I we I've watched Landon's gameplay too. Like after our matches, just out of curiosity, and he he knows what the heck he's doing in that game. He's he's really good. Okay, uh, tangential question: Landon versus RuPaul, who takes it? Landon, sorry. Yeah. Okay. E easily, easily. That man's brain is is massive. I haven't played against RuPaul. Oh no, I have. Oh, wait. It used to be, be used to be Pascal. Pascal. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I have played against. Mechanically, RuPaul might take it, I... but Landon is just a different <laughs> gravy, man. Okay. Oh, that's funny. I literally, I literally played against Redbirds this past weekend during groups. I, I didn't oh, even think about it. Oh wow. Um, yeah, <laughs> I didn't even think about it. No, I would say, I would still say Landon. I think he's insane. Okay. To be honest. Landon you know. hype train over here. Respect. Yeah, Respect. Good to know. Yeah. Well, All right, that, we are, uh, we're coming up. We're coming up to the end of this now. We can yeah. let you. We we might just squeak you out in time to make your match. 
Um, any any closing thoughts you've got on the collegiate system as a whole, and like whether you think it needs any outside assistance or like anything that can be done to to help it blossom? Collegiate system as a whole, hmm. I think that. Um, I think that trying I, as as far for Overwatch, I, I I don't know about the other games, but I think making information more available to people and helping people access it and having those resources and finding everything they need to know about collegiate Overwatch needs like there needs to be like something better because I remember when I first joined, like like I said, I didn't even know collegiate Overwatch was a thing when I first joined, and I feel as of now like it's a little bit better maybe, but I wish there was like maybe like a website or something just fully dedicated yeah. just to collegiate overwatch and it had like like all the tournaments that goes on a collegiate any lands that come up like news like that would be really cool like somebody could just pull up a website and just find everything they need and they can oh. find any information about uh-huh. colleges i i mean maybe there is one I, I just as far as i'm aware i don't i don't think there is i i think uh what would help with that is also have the group stages streamed i think that yeah. would be Something to know. And also, uh, do you want to talk about just something Phil just posted? It's a breaking news. Do you want to, do you want to quickly talk about it? Uh, yeah, I, I can very. I don't think we've got time to to feed this into uh, oh. into into Jeff's workflow. But Boston Uprising have just announced the Collegiate Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we might. Um, somebody reached out to us. We might be playing in that. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, oh, watch well, out. Yeah. You could have leaked that to us, and we could like, <laughs> you know, we could have talked about that. But okay, That's okay. unknown land event or something. Come yeah, on. no, no, it's okay. It's not confirmed, but we're hoping to play in that as well. It'll be really fun, and I think I think Grand Finals gonna be in Boston, so looking forward to that for sure. Nice, yeah, that'd be that'd be wicked fun, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, in person land finals. <laughs> it's everybody loves a good land. It's just nothing like it, right? There's just nothing like it. No. Yeah. Well, uh, L- Louis, thank you so much for joining us. I yes. do have one one final thing, which is I notice in your tweet announcing that you were about to be on this podcast. Uh, that it was time to uh, shit talk hammer. I wanted to give you like <laughs> oh, a, a, a minute's window here to do that. If you can get <laughs> oh yeah, no, I just I love hammer so much. He's a good friend of mine. He plays for that's another university to look out for, Converse University. They're really good. Yeah, maybe not in, maybe not in top eight, but they like they could easily be top eight. They could easily be top four. They can they can show up to uh, show up at any time. And hammer is a really good player. But, um, you know, anytime we face Hammer, we beat the asses and we'll do it again anytime. So. <laughs> it's, I feel like I've followed Hammer because I, I cast HSEL for a while back in 2021. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was his, he was on We Are Powerful. It was kind of an amalgamation of schools, mm-hmm. but they just like went undefeated through mm-hmm. the HSEL uh, and then just immediately went to Best Buds. And it was just like, and then OD. And I'm like, wait a minute, it's Hammer and Best Buds. It's like, it's all this, it's that same squad that I just saw in their high school days. And then, mm-hmm. you know, get second place in OD, like our third place, just like one map from missing out on trials. Uh, and then going and casting more collegiate and seeing them on Converse and mm-hmm. Hammer playing DPS for, yep. for them, which yep. he, he he, I've always seen him play main tank. And then Hammer's just on DPS and, and killing it there as well. So mm-hmm. it kind of ended up being this like, you know, stop following me kind of kind of scenario. So, yeah, it was just okay. kind of funny. Can, yeah. can I just highlight one more thing on Hammer? Um, actually commenting in the chat for this as we're, as we're talking. Oh, no, there we go. Like, Hammer, no way, this is a section. Yeah, absolutely a section. Um, a couple of comments <laughs> before that. Hammer, my school got 800 people. Ain't no talent to be found. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Happens. That's why Hammer's on DPS, then. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's good. We love you, man. He's good at he's good at DPS, though. I ain't gonna lie. He's, he's oh good. yeah. Oh, no, oh they, yeah. I think you misread the situation though. This is a shit talking hammer section. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> My bad. My bad. Uh, okay. Well, look, Louis. Thank you so much. It's been really, really good fun having you on. Absolutely. Um, really good to hear your thoughts on some of this stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, we, we've got some closing out stuff to do uh, before we get to doing the closeout stuff. Uh, you want to you want to plug your Twitter or your Twitch or anything else you want to bring up to the people watching? Yeah, um, Louis OW on Twitter. Um, I, I guess just UTD Esports. Check us out. We always yep. post about our matches. Um, just stay up to date. Follow OWCC if you can. There's a lot of fun matches happening this weekend and next weekend. It's gonna be really hype for sure. So. Pay attention to collegiate, and not only that. There's Nays, you know, NECC. Nice. There's a lot of a lot of big tournaments, and I think some lands coming up too. So it's gonna be really exciting for the rest of the semester before Overwatch Two comes out. So yeah, awesome. Well, we I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know, and obviously you're a very very busy guy. So uh, <laughs> being able to to make this time, uh, it really means a lot to us. And, and yeah, thank you, thank you, and and good luck with the uh, the rest of OCC. Um, and you know, hopefully we'll we'll get to have you on again, you know, next time or in the future sometime. That'd be wonderful. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. If you if you need to go take care of a business, I know. I mean, I know you said you got to fill for your match tonight for NECC. But if you need to, to go ahead and run, uh, it's not going to hurt anybody's feelings here. Uh, otherwise, we've got uh, we've got our tweet of the week and and some closing thoughts for the podcast. Yeah, tweet of the week uh, is going to be another John underscore classic. Not necessarily for anything that John has put out here, but uh, as like he's put together a here's an opportunity to uh, apologies. My dog has seen something he wants to bark at. That was surprisingly loud. Um, yeah, let's let's have a look at that John tweet. He is encouraging people to send in uh, plays from Overwatch One. Not necessarily good plays, but plays anyway. It looks like we have actually lost Louis here. That's, yeah, um, yeah, he, he probably yeah he's go. he's got to he's got to run. So he's got, yeah, he's, he's got a match starting right now. He's got a so bio bio means bio means. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's have a look at If only. Let's have a look at that tier two tweet of the week. There uh, it is. The, the tweet itself is is a nice prompt, but like go and look at all the stuff under that because there is some absolute howlers and belters under that for um, yeah for for people's misplays in Overwatch One. It seems like a nice testament to the end of the game. <laughs> I, I like the exposing your friends. Highly welcome. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have a look at this one from Mooga. What do we got here? Are we going to go duplicate into the hole? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> off we go. There you go. Beautiful stuff, Mooga. Excellent. Excellent. It. All right. Here we go. Uh, oh, sorry about the audio. Can, see, is is mine down there still at the top of the list? <laughs> Wait, did that? I'm quite. Cancel? I'm quite happy to share mine. Oh God, I watched this one. This poor sombra. <laughs> Yeah, that was rough, man. <laughs> Double squish. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go find squish, yourself. Red squish. Yeah. Uh, one of my, one of my, if, if it's not like right up near the top, don't worry about yeah, it. Well, I'll, do, I'll do a quick little scroll through see if I can see it. I, I think this is your Twitter feed. I don't think we're on oh, that tweet it didn't, anymore. It didn't. What? I was just on it. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. But re regardless, like we, you can go and find that. It's basically me as Roadhog blasting and ulting Reaper through the entirety of my team and getting them a 4K. So that's that's one of my <laughs> proudest moments. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is this is a great thread. Definitely go check it out and definitely deserving yeah. of our T220 of the week. John underscore, uh, it's a, a favorite of mine. It's actually who I got my coaching from. So he's a go. he's a good guy. He's uh, yeah. a, a smart coach and just a general all round nice guy. Yeah. Amen. Double vouch on that one.
Well, I guess all that's left then is closing plugs. So uh, please go and follow all of us on Twitter. We need the hit of dopamine that comes from seeing the little red notification on our Twitters. Oh that's really helpful to us. Um, please uh, sub to the podcast if you haven't already. Give us a like. All that stuff really helps. Uh, recommend us to friends. All that good word of mouth stuff helps us grow and helps us highlight the tier two and tier three scenes that little bit better. Thank you, as always, to uh, Glitchek City for letting us use her remix of the King's Row theme for the show intro. And uh, thanks you guys for for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, you know, all of our uh, thoughts from Billy get well soon, Billy. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. I, I hope the hope the surgery goes well today. Yeah, uh, I, and... I, I know I know Billy was nervous, but the constitution on that guy, he could be hit by a truck, get it, brush himself off and keep on his way. He'll be absolutely fine. D- yeah, like the, the truck would be the yeah, one no. that's worse for wear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm a bit real. Like, I've known Billy, what, God, four and a half years now? The, the stu- like, this is the least of his concerns over this four and a half years. He's a very <laughs> strong person, very strong yeah. person. He'll be, he'll be, he'll be grand. Yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be back here for the next one, no problems. And of course, a super, super special shout out and huge, uh, uh, just overwhelming thank you to Louis for coming on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, for our early days, I mean, we're in episode four and and we're getting these fantastic guests and and Louis was kind enough to to take a risk and uh, and come join us and, and talk collegiate and talk about his experiences and so just huge thank yous there it was it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun it really was right thanks everyone we'll catch you on the next one <laughs>